Raphael Warnock wins a high-profile runoff to claim Georgia's Senate seat. What's next in an Effingham County trial of a family accused of murdering their two children? And how you can help WTOC make Christmas a little more merry for needy families in our area. I've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Simply put it this way, each of us has value. And if we have value, we ought to have a voice. And the way to have a voice is to have a vote to determine the direction of your country and your destiny within it. After a hard-fought campaign, you've got me for six more years. Senator Raphael Warnock is headed back to Washington after winning a highly watched runoff over Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Warnock, a Savannah native, declared victory in the runoff in the late hours of Tuesday, December 6th, while Walker, a Georgia Bulldog football legend, conceded the race, ending a contentious months-long campaign that concluded with a roller coaster election night. Both men held slight leads at some point on Tuesday, but Warnock was able to secure enough votes to retain his seat in Congress. Here's Warnock speaking to his supporters on Tuesday night after declaring victory, followed by Walker during his concession speech. I want all of Georgia to know whether you voted for me or not that every single day I am going to keep working for you. I'm proud of the bipartisan work I've done, and I intend to do more because I actually believe that at the end of the day, we are all Americans. I believe in that American covenant. When they called the race, I said the numbers doesn't look like they're going to add up. But one of the things I want to tell all of you is you never stop dreaming. I don't want any of you to stop dreaming. I don't want any of you to stop believing in America. I want you to believe in America and continue to believe in the Constitution and believe in our elected officials most of all. Warnock's victory gives Democrats Senate control with a 51-49 advantage. Three suspects accused of murdering two Effingham County children were back in court this week. Elwin Crocker Sr., Mark Wright, and Kim Wright appeared before a judge in Springfield on Thursday, December 8th. All three faced murder charges in the deaths of teenagers Mary Crocker and Elwin Crocker Jr. The bodies of Mary Crocker and Elwin Crocker Jr. were found in the family's backyard in 2018. WTOC's Camille Syed was at Thursday's hearing and has details on what took place. Defense and prosecuting attorneys in this case went back and forth in a heated debate. They didn't even get to the motion scheduled for today as this hearing has been pushed back. Now, this is the first pre-trial hearing that the three defendants, Elwin Crocker Sr., Mark Anthony Wright, and Kimberly Wright were in court together after being accused of killing Mary and Ellen Crocker Jr. This month marks four years since the bodies of 16 year old Mary Crocker and her brother Elwin Crocker Jr. were found buried in the yard of their home. Their own father, one of the three defendants facing malice murder charges. Their trial date has yet to be set as more than 60 pretrial motions have been filed by attorneys in this case. One thing defense attorneys are pushing for is dismissing the grand jury indictment against the trio for the murder of the teenagers. The lawyers are arguing that the composition of the grand jury was unconstitutional. They subpoenaed Effingham County Clerk of Court Jason Bragg close to midnight on Friday, asking for documents within six days. Bragg's lawyer asked Judge F. Gates P. to continue this hearing because they couldn't get the documents to the defense in time. Lead State Prosecutor Matt Breeden says this was a strategy by defense. Somebody has to stand up and say, listen, 
you're not going to be able to do this in every capital case. We're not going to just allow you to file this stuff late, to drop it on the state at the last minute, and either get a continuance to, to push the case even farther down the road, which probably is the ultimate goal. Crocker's defense attorney, Gerilyn Bell, said she was offended by Breeden's claims, which she claims aren't true. That wasn't our motion. The law firm that represents Mr. Bragg came in here and asked for more time. We are here, every council, with our witnesses, prepared to go forward. What we have informed the court is, is that you would not have the best evidence and a complete picture of our claim without the documents that we realized we needed. As for what's next, Bragg's office has until the end of the year to provide the documents to the defense. This hearing was continued until January 26th and 27th. Camille Syed, WTOC News. Two other people, Roy Prater and Candace Crocker, have already pled guilty to murder charges in that case. Two men now face charges after another man was found dead in a burned down Effingham County trailer. Shay Schrader has the latest update. This is where Wesley Thomas's trailer was before it burned down with him inside of it. The Effingham County Sheriff's Office has arrested and charged two men with Thomas's murder. Two men that he believed were his friends. Know who your friends are, I guess, because, you know, Wesley thought they were friends of his, but they weren't. Thomas's family say they were told that he was killed before his trailer burned down on November 6th. Richard Nost and Dusty Hamilton were both charged with murder, aggravated assault, and arson within 48 hours of Thomas's death. His sister tells me that both men were friends of his and that Nost was actually living in the trailer at the time of the murder. Well, we were shocked, really. Um, we had no idea that I mean, I didn't think he was capable of doing anything like that. I mean, I guess you just don't, I guess you don't really know how to read people sometimes. Both Nost and Hamilton are still in jail after their lawyers decided not to ask for bond. Thomas's family tells me they just received confirmation last week that the remains in the trailer belong to him. And since then, things haven't gotten any easier. It was just upsetting. We knew it was him, but it was upsetting, you know, finally getting that in. It's just mom, my mom's having a terrible time. You know, Wesley was here on a daily basis checking on her. So it's, you know, it's been very hard. <laughs> I want justice served for sure. And I want everyone that's been involved to, you know, pay. An Effingham County grand jury was in session today, but Nost and Hamilton weren't presented. Jason Bragg, the county clerk of courts, tells me that their case will likely go before a grand jury within the first few months of 2023. Several dozen Georgia Southern University students have been forced to relocate after a driver plowed into a dorm building. No one inside the building was injured after police say a driver slammed into building four of Centennial Place dormitory on Georgia Southern Statesboro campus around 2 a.m. on Saturday, December 3rd. The driver, 21-year-old Landon Brock, was treated for very minor injuries. Brock has been charged with DUI, possession of marijuana, reckless driving, and several other traffic violations. Brock has been released on bond. More than 100 students were initially relocated to hotel rooms. All but 36 have been allowed back in their dorms. A university spokesperson says they've found space on campus for those students as repairs to the building are underway. More than anything, university leaders say they're just amazed this didn't turn tragic. Here's Georgia Southern Vice President John Lester. Obviously, we have hundreds of students in the building. The fact that nobody was injured and even the driver only had minor injuries is almost a miracle. 
University officials say depending on when repairs are completed, relocated students will have the option to move back into their rooms at Centennial Place. WTOC is hoping to help families in Southeast Georgia and the Lowcountry this holiday season, and you can help. We're currently holding two donation drives, Toys for Tots in partnership with the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve, and a coat drive as part of Kennedy's Coats for Kids campaign. We're asking for donations of new unwrapped toys for boys and girls from infant to 17 years old. We're collecting these donations through Friday, December 16th. We're also asking for donations of new unused coats for boys and girls ages infant to 17 years old. You can donate those through Monday, January 2nd. Both toy and coat donations can be dropped off in the lobby of our WTOC studios off Chatham Parkway in Savannah from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. We have an exact address to the station at the link in the description of this podcast episode. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.